Why don't you take your Bibles and turn with me to Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 6. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, it says this. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Today I want to talk to you about one of the most important promises that God ever made. God promises that he will never leave us or forsake us. So what he's saying, he says, I'll never abandon you and I'll never not help you. I'll never leave you helpless. This is a promise that you find throughout scripture. It was given at a very important time in people's lives. It was given often right before or during a challenging period in which they were being called upon to rise to the occasion. We're going to talk about a few specific times that it was given. It was given to Jacob. It was given to the nation of Israel. It was given to Joshua. It was given to Solomon. And that promise extends to you and I today. God vows that he will never abandon us and he will never forsake us. Now, for a lot of people, promises don't mean a lot. They'll say whatever they have to, to get what they want or to please people. Then because they lack integrity, they fail to keep their word. There's another group of people that promises don't mean a lot to. And that's the people who are on the other end of a broken promise. Important people in their lives have made and broken promises to them. And now they find it hard to trust. They find it hard to trust people. And they also find it really hard sometimes to trust God. This is specifically true if it was a promise of a spouse or a parent. The people in our lives who we think, according to scripture, we think that if anyone's going to be with me, it's going to be her. If anyone's going to be with me, it's going to be him. If it's anyone's going to be with me, it's my parents. And so they struggle after an experience like that. People struggle with trusting even God. Numbers 23, 19 says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? You can take your Bibles and turn to Genesis 28. And as you're turning there, we're going to talk about specific times where God makes this promise. I'm going to talk to you about three specific times. The first time that God makes this promise is during times of uncertainty. Everybody say uncertainty. God made this promise to Jacob at a very important time in his life. His father was getting older. He was thinking about his father dying. His brother Esau, who had despised his birthright, was plotting to take revenge upon Jacob for stealing the birthright. So his father sends him away to the house of his uncle Laban to find a wife. 
What an uncertain time in his life. He's a young man. He doesn't know what the future holds. He's headed to an area that he's not been. He's not sure about where he's headed. There's all of this uncertainty in his life at this moment. He actually leaves. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think his brother even knew he was leaving. That's the dynamics that were taking place in their family. Along the journey, at a place that he would later call Bethel, this is what we pick up in verse 12. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. All people on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back this land. And I will not leave you until I have done what I promised to you. And I want you to notice that Jacob, in this uncertain time in his life, he has a dream or a vision. Can I tell you that God speaks to people through dreams and through visions? He reveals himself, even in, now here's the thing, even in the uncertainty of his mind. When you dream about things, sometimes it's stuff that's going on in your life. It's stuff that's happening that maybe even in the subconscious, not in your conscious mind, but your unconscious or your, your subconscious mind, he sees, God shows him what's taking place. There's angels that are going up and angels that are descending this ladder. Now, they were not working out. When I was a kid, I thought the angels just kind of climbed up the ladder. They had really fit thighs. That's why they always could look good, because they're up and down this ladder. It's not a thigh master. That's not was the purpose. The angels were doing God's work. He says he'll give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. God was sending forth his angels to do his bidding, his work on earth. And they were coming back to report to him. There was a constant flow of angels going forth and angels coming back up this thing. And he saw it in a vision, in his dream. He saw what was happening in the spirit. God opened his eyes. Friends, I want you to know that God has given his angels charge over you. He has angels that are warring over you. In the spirit realm, just like there's powers of darkness, the angels of the Lord encamp around about those who fear him. He's going to keep you. So he sees this in his dream, in his vision. They're going back and forth. And God promised Jacob. He said, I'm going to give you the land. He said that his descendants would multiply. That all people on the earth would be blessed through him. He said, I'm going to watch over you. And I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to bring you back to this very place. In the midst of all, he says, and I'm not going to leave you. Until I have completed, I have done everything that I promised. So God promised Jacob, I'm going to be with you in times of uncertainty. Now, we also find that God is going to be with us 
in times of war or times of battle. God also made a similar promise to the nation of Israel through his servant Moses. This was at the end of Moses' life. The people are standing right at the edge of the promised land. But their trusted leader, Moses, is not going to be able to enter the land with them. They've been walking around for 40 years, but they know that there was a battle ahead of them. They were going to take possession of the land that God said belonged to him, but the inhabitants of the land were not going to give it up without a fight. Can I say this to you, if you turn to Deuteronomy 31, can I say this to you that some of you are facing battles. When you walk out the door, you know that there's a fight out there. It's nice to come to church. You like coming to church. You say, I wish I could feel like this all the time. I wish I could could sing that song, I'm not alone. But I know when I walk out the door, there's a battle that's waiting for me. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. You may say, I'm doing everything I can to avoid the battle. I wish I didn't have to fight the battle. I wish it wasn't a reality. But friend, there is a battle that you and I face. If you've ever been in a fight, you know this, that typically before you get into the fight, no matter who you are, no matter how strong you are, how big you are, you get those butterflies. You're like, ah. But a lot of people think that the butterflies mean you're not ready. I wish I could tell you that you didn't have to fight. I wish I could tell you that you wouldn't have to face certain things. I wish I could protect you from them. But I can't. But I know this. I know that God has equipped you for every fight that you face Every battle that you take, you have already been equipped that you have what it takes. Somebody needs to hear this today. That you have what it takes. No matter what the battle is, no matter how strong the enemy is, no matter how opposing he may seem, you have already been equipped. You have everything you need. Can I tell you this? If you've ever been in a fight, you can hit a time or two. It it really doesn't hurt. You kind of get a little bit numb and it just, you don't really feel it. Because it just happens. Now, here's the reality. If you understand that there's battles that you have to face, if you're going to keep running from them, if you're going to keep running from them, if you're going to keep being afraid of them or being discouraged because of them or feeling sorry for yourself, you're not going to get through it. There's some battles that you're going to face, but he says, I'm going to be with you. You don't have to be afraid. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to go ahead of you. I'm going to go before you. You'll be okay. So whenever we face these challenges and we face these times of war, we can be assured that God is with us. Listen to what Deuteronomy 31 says. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all of Israel. I'm now 120 years old, and I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. Notice what he says. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them All that I have commanded you. What does he say? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. 
For the Lord your God goes with you. What does he say? And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Moses tells the people who are going to be strong and courageous, don't be afraid, don't be terrified. Why? Why can they go into battle without being afraid or being terrified? Because God says he will never leave you. He'll never leave you. He'll never abandon you. So what is your battle today? What waits outside that door when you leave here today? What is the battle that you're facing? God says to you today, I declare to you that you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be terrified. It's okay to have the butterflies in your belly. But can I tell you that God is with you? And if God is with you, who can be against you? If God says, I'm going to fight for you, I'm going to provide for you, I'm going to take care of you, what are you worried about? God is with you. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to leave you helpless. So it doesn't matter what our battle is. It doesn't matter what the face of the enemy on that battle is. The reality is the same. God says, I'm with you. I won't abandon you. And I won't leave you alone. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 7. God says this to Joshua through Moses. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel. What does he say to him? Same thing. Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors and gave them, and you must divide it among them as an inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. What is God saying to the church today? He's saying to you, you're facing troubles, you're facing difficulties, there's a bully outside that you're going to have to face, and the bully may, its name may be finances, it may be marriage problems, it may be difficulties with your kids, it may be a physical illness, it may be a, a trial, it may be a situation on your job, it may be a spiritual attack, it may be a habit that lingers outside. What does God say to you? He says, be strong, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. Oftentimes we allow the battles to cause us to lose our courage and our confidence. What God wants us to do is he wants us to walk into them with boldness, knowing that God is on our side and that he's fighting for me. You can walk into any circumstance, any situation, knowing this, that the presence of Almighty God is with me. He said, he made this promise. He said, I will never, never, ever. So you're facing a bad report from the doctor. You know what he says? He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. You're facing a family problem. Let me tell you what he says. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Listen to this, what the psalmist said in Psalms 118, verse 5. When hard pressed, I cried to the Lord and he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. We realize that God promised that he would never leave us in times of uncertainty. When I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what lies ahead. When I'm walking into things blind, I just know I'm supposed to go this way. He says he's never going to leave me. 
He says he's never going to leave me in times of war. And I may not want a war, and I may not want a battle, I may not want to fight, but I'm facing one. And in the midst of that, God says to me, and he says to you, in the midst of your battle, he says, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to abandon you, and I'm never going to leave you helpless. He also says that same promise in overwhelming times. God promises to be with us when we're facing overwhelming times and overwhelming situations. You know those times when the task is bigger than anything you've ever done before. When you look at something and you wonder, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how to begin. When you fear of messing up or making a mistake. When you're in that place and I don't want to look foolish and I don't want to let other people down. Those times that are overwhelming. If you're facing some things in your life that cause you to feel overwhelmed, imagine how Solomon must have felt when he undertook building a temple for God. I'm going to build a temple where God's spirit is going to abide. You'll notice that even in Solomon's, when we talk about dreams and visions, even in Solomon's dream, as he has a dream, in his dream, what does he ask God for in his dream? In his subconscious, he asks God to give him wisdom. Why? Because Solomon, even in his unconscious mind, in an unconscious state, when he's sleeping, his mind understood that he's facing something that's so much bigger than him. I wonder if there's some people here today who maybe you're even having dreams about things that are going on in your life. When you go to bed at night, you dream about some of the problems or you dream about some of the situations. When you wake up in the middle of the night, it's on your mind and it's on your subconscious or your unconscious mind. Well, in the midst of that, in the midst of your unconscious mind, God speaks to us and he says, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. You can count on it. So Solomon's poised to undertake this endeavor, and his father prays for him. What an awesome time this must have been. First Chronicles 28, verse 20 says, And David also said to Solomon, his son, Do you see a familiar phrase? Do you see a familiar message that is heard again and again? Listen, this word was spoken to Solomon, the guy who's described as the wisest man that ever lived. This word is spoken to Jacob, who was going to be a father of many, many nations, who God was going to bless and multiply. This word was spoken to Joshua, as he's going to lead this mighty warrior, who's going to lead the people of Israel into possessing the land. This word is a word that God speaks again and again to those people who he's trying to raise up to take their place in him. So David uses, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he speaks to his son Solomon. And he said to his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. That's the same thing, you know, you got to go out and face a battle tomorrow. God says be strong and courageous and walk out and face it. You're facing a difficulty in your marriage. You're facing a difficulty in your home. You're facing a challenge on the work. God says, be strong and courageous and walk out and face it. You have what it takes. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Why? 
you and I would have a reason to be discouraged. If we look at just our situations, if you look at some of your bank accounts, you got a reason to be discouraged. If you look at where you work, you got a reason to be discouraged. If you look at some of your kids, you're like, man, I got a reason to be discouraged. Come on now. Some of you got a reason to be discouraged. If that's all you were looking at, but you have a God who's for you. You have a God who's on your side. You have a God who said, I will never, ever, 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 ever leave you and I'll never forsake you. So you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be discouraged. If it was only about your finances, you need to be. If it was only about your health, you need to be. But you have a God who's for you. And if he's for you, who on earth could possibly be against you? What could mere man do to you? What does he say? He says, for the Lord your God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Look what it says. Until all, everybody say all. All the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. That reminds me of another portion of scripture. David said that God was with him. That reminds me of the Apostle Paul's words in Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this. Oh, hallelujah. Being confident of this. That he who began a good work in you. Put your hand on your heart. Friend, he began a good work in you. The one who began a good work in you, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The one who started a good work in you. Can I declare to you today that God started a good work inside of you? A good work that's more important than any external project that you will ever undertake. And he will not leave you or give up on you until that work inside of you is completed. He'll never give up. He will never give up on you or me until that work that he started inside of our lives is completed. Some people confuse the broken promises of others with the promises of God. And this is where it gets really hard. Notice how the Hebrew passage that we started with plainly links this promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you to our attachment to stuff. Right there in verse 5, it says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, I will never leave you I will never forsake you. Can I tell you that we tend to attach ourselves to things and we tend to attach ourselves to people. We can understand how Abraham had a deep attachment to Isaac. We can understand the promises of God. You see, we want the promised land. He's going to give them the promised land. We want the promised land. We want the blessing. We want the inheritance. We want the glory of the temple. We desperately desire the land for God to bring us through when all the while we already have, here's the reality, we already have the greatest treasure of all resident and living inside of us. On a daily basis, we have the greatest treasure. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 
says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We want the blessing of the Lord. We want the inheritance. We want the favor. We want the glory of the temple. But sometimes we look more at that than what we already have. We have the glory of God. We have the presence of Almighty God. The greatest treasure that exists already lives inside of us. Can I remind you that this life is really uncertain? If some of you knew some of the things that you would have experienced, many of you would not have signed up for it. Am I preaching to somebody? If you knew the things that you would face, if you knew the things that you would experience, you would not have signed up for it. But I want you to hear me clearly. In times of uncertainty, when I don't know what the future holds, I have a promise that I can hold on to. I'm going to say that again. In times of uncertainty, when I don't know what the future holds, I have a promise that I can hold on to. In times of war, when I know that the moment I walk out that door, there's a battle that's waiting for me. Maybe a battle that you don't want to face. Maybe a battle that you don't want to fight. Maybe it's something you didn't choose, but it chose you. In times of battle, in times of war, I have a promise that I can hold on to. In overwhelming times, when the challenges exceed my knowledge, my abilities, and my experience, I have a promise that I can hold on to. I can't tell you, I wish I could, I can't tell you that your kids will never turn on you or betray you. Like my kids? I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that your mom and dad will never abandon you. I wish I could. I can't tell you that even your own mom and dad, your own flesh and blood, will never turn away from you. I can't tell you that your brothers or sisters, your own flesh and blood, that they will never betray you, turn against you, fight against you, say things to you, abandon you. I can't tell you that. I can't tell the pastor that the church will always be behind them, that they will always be loyal to them, that they'll always stand with them. I can't tell him that, honestly. I can't tell you that, that your husband or that your wife will always stand by your side, that they will never betray you or abandon you. But I can tell you one thing. I can make you a promise with full, total assurance. You can stake your life on this one. You can be assured. It doesn't mean that you won't have uncertain times. It doesn't mean that you won't face battles. It doesn't mean that you won't at times be overwhelmed. But in the midst of that, my God says, I will never, ever leave you. I will never, ever forsake you. I'll never abandon you because of that. Now, here's the reality. If I have his presence with me, I can face fearful times. If I have his presence with me, I can face uncertain times. And he's promised that he won't stop until he completes what he started in my life. Lord, I'm not going to get my eyes on people. I'm not going to get my eyes on things. I'm not going to get my eyes on circumstances. I'm not going to get my eyes on what others have done. 
doesn't matter how big the mountain is. doesn't matter how big the challenge is. I got a God who made me a promise. I got a God who gave me his word. I got a sure word from the Lord today that he will never, ever, 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 under any circumstance, he will never abandon me and he'll never let me to my own devices. But he'll always be by my side. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We worship you and we say we face with confidence. We face with boldness the challenges that lie ahead because I know God is with me. Thank you, Lord. Would you sing this song with them? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, yeah, we're not alone. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. If you want to make your way out of your pew, you don't have to, but if you want to just come out to the altars, you're welcome to do that. We bless you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We worship you. Thank you that we're not alone, Lord. You're with us. Pressing into you today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you fight by every battle. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, and I will not fear. Sing it loud, would you? I am not alone. I am not of the Lord that are yea and amen. I thank you that as I depart from this place today, I'm not facing any trials. I'm not facing any difficulties. 
I'm not facing any circumstances by myself, but I have the power of Almighty God. I have the Spirit of the Lord Himself that He says He'll watch over me. He'll be with me. In the darkest times, doesn't stop your sight. Most difficult times, doesn't change anything, God. You're with me and you're fighting on my behalf and you're going to empower me. So I pray that my friends would go out of here emboldened and encouraged and filled with faith and power in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you.